This is Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. You can catch the show live weekdays from 3 o'clock until 4, locally in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 WTBN and online at letstalkfaith.com and iheartradio.com. And swing by our website for all things I Work For Him at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And now, today's podcast broadcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon as we're live on so many different places and we'll be rebroadcast on so many different places. However you're hearing the show today, please know that you've been prayed for. No matter when you hear it, you've still been prayed for because we asked the Lord to make the content today cause you to dig deeper in your faith into connecting what you learn on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five. And that's the battle every day. You know, traditionally, Labor Day is a day to celebrate it off. Just a vacation day, a party day, a picnic day. But what if we change the focus of Labor Day to a celebration of our ministry and the workplace? The original intent was to celebrate organized labor and the fact that we all had jobs and they were safe. Labor Day has turned into a celebration of the last days of summer. It barely looks and feels like the original day it was intended to be. Today... We finish that transformation. Just as Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. We need to start changing the way we think about Labor Day. Today's show is going to be fast moving, and we're going to be talking about this transformation about Labor Day and one other very hot national topic. I'd like to welcome... Ford Taylor with Transformational Leadership, Kathy Branzell with Love 2020 Mission America, and Pastor Jeff Noel as we talk about turning Labor Day into a celebration of ministry. Ford, Jeff, and Kathy, welcome back to I Work For Him. Good to be here. Thanks so much. Jeff, I apologize. It's always great to be with you. Ford, it's great to hear your your voice. We're going to talk about, you know, Texas in just a second. Jeff, is your last name Noel or Noel? It is. Typically, Noel, but uh, correct pronunciation is Noel, so uh, we'll just go with Noel today. <laughs> uh, well, no, if you if you call if you say Noel, then we're going to call it Noel. Okay, no, I apologize. So that's why I asked right up front. I I would have asked ahead of time, but I didn't have you on there. Okay, all right. So, all right. So, Ford, we want to hear from you. You're in College Station, Texas. It's been a rough weekend, and as we approach Labor Day and we celebrate the work that God has given us, there's work the size of a country that needs to be done for Texas. We as a country need to come together and and pray for and help provide for all of those suffering in your great state of Texas. Ford, what's going on there? Well, you know, the, the hurricane stalled over Texas, and the major damage is really from the water more so than the hurricane itself. And in that stall, there's been, you know, 20, 30-plus inches of rain that have hit certain communities in a very, very short period of time and major flooding. I mean, people's lives are at risk. Homes are being destroyed. So it's a it's a crazy thing. They're saying billions and billions of dollars of damage just in Houston alone. This is likely, from an insurance standpoint, the largest natural disaster to ever hit the United States of America, and it's not done, and now it's spreading to uh, northeastern Texas and Louisiana and along the Mississippi coast, and it's a big deal. Kathy, you wanted to make sure that we talked about how Mission America is mobilized and ready to help over there in Texas. 
Yeah. So our com- we have a compassion sphere. Um, so groups of people that go in and are a part of disaster relief, you know, that go where um, things like this happen. And actually, our main uh, group that runs our compassion sphere is called Somebody Cares. And um, they, they are housed in Houston. And so here's this ministry that usually goes worldwide um, for disaster relief, and now they need it right there in their own backyard. And so um, we've already mobilized down there. There's boots on the ground. We have people all over the country that are part of Somebody Cares that um, are doing all of the strategic planning and getting uh, relief down there. But if anybody, churches or individuals, are interested in helping Texas, um, we would just invite you to go onto the website of somebodycares.org, and you can see how you can donate, how you can be a part of helping Texas right now. So somebodycares.org, somebodycares.org, and there is going to be a need. Obviously, the government's going to kick in, but guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Whatever the government kicks in, you and I are kicking in anyway. It'll be much more efficient if we kick it in directly to mission organizations that are efficient with their dollars. Somebodycares.org, somebodycares.org. Ford, as you get the local news, and you're in College Station. How far from Houston is that? It's about 90 miles. And how much rain have you guys had in College Station? Well, based on our, you know, we have one of the official gauges in our backyard, and we don't know for sure because when we wake up in the, it's a five-inch gauge, and we wake up in the morning, we're having, it's already overflowing, but we've measured so far about 25 inches here. That's unbelievable. Imagine if that was snow. Now, that would be really cool if it was snow. Sorry, no. I just can't get excited. No. No, it would be totally cool if it was no. That's the right, man so who lives in Florida. <laughs> I miss Minnesota every day. Okay, so Ford, how's the flooding in your area? I mean, you're 90 miles from Houston, but with 25 inches of rain, it's got to be crazy where you are. Yeah, we, we uh, Texas A&M University, as you know, is located here, and they've closed down for today and tomorrow. And you know what it takes to close down an institution with 50,000-plus students wow. plus teachers, and so... That'll just tell you it's, uh, like I say, here there's, if people are half smart, there's no real danger. And if you, you could be stupid and get in danger, but here, you know, people are safe. Uh, there are some homes that might be in jeopardy, but, but the people aren't, so we're thankful for that. And yesterday the road between here and Houston was closed, so we couldn't even have gotten to Houston from here yesterday, uh, even if we had wanted to. Yeah, I don't know why you'd want to go that direction. be a bad direction. Pastor Jeff Knoll, you're from Grace Heartland Church in Elizabethton. Is it Elizabethton or Elizabethtown, Kentucky? I'm getting corrected everywhere today. Uh, no worries. It is Elizabethtown. Uh, okay. Yeah, Elizabethton is actually the Tennessee town, and, and boy, okay. that happens all the time. So no big deal there. But oh, yeah, wow. it is Elizabethtown, uh, known affectionately as E-Town. E-Town. Well, I'm going to go with no, I'll go with Elizabethtown. I can figure that out. What I'd like is, Jeff, if you would pray right now, let's just cover. We've got listeners all over Texas, but we got listeners everywhere here that can get involved in serving their neighbors in our great state of Texas. Would you pray for us for a minute? Absolutely. God, we just, uh, we pray right now specifically, um, we're praying for the natural uh, causes that you being the creator of the universe are the one uh, who brings these into existence. And we just ask for you to bring it to a halt. Uh, We ask you to blow that storm 
uh, out of that area in a way that only you can do, that you would move jet streams and pressure systems in a way that would stop that from happening uh, and allow the things to begin to move in a way that healing and uh, redemption and help can, can get to these people that are desperately in need. And God, we do pray for all of these people who are struggling, uh, who are maybe sitting on top of a roof or on top of a car, wondering when help will come, that you would bring them the help that can only come from you. We pray for all of these workers that are gathering together and the plans that are being made uh, from all over this country right now to descend upon this place. And we pray that they would be enacted quickly and swiftly, uh, that the resources would come in, that lives would be saved. And I pray uh, for the church uh, in Houston and that area, that that they would rise up and uh, it would be a time when uh, when people would see not churches, but they would see the church and that they would see you, Jesus, uh, that they would see you being the one who comes to their rescue and provides the aid in a way that they never never dreamed possible, and that all glory and all uh, all grace would go to you as you reach out and take care in ways that, that we can't even begin to imagine. But, God, we lift them to you, and we pray for your grace to happen in, in these amazing ways. And it's in your precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Kathy, one more time on the website, how people can get involved right there in yeah. Texas. Somebodycares.org. Somebodycares.org. And if somebody makes a donation to them, how is Somebody Cares getting involved? What, what do you expect them to be doing? So I know that what they do, those donations go straight into that city. And so uh, not administration, not travel, not all these other things. But if you, if your church takes up a collection and sends a check or goes online and donates um, that way, then what they do is they will purchase gift cards and give them to the churches on the ground uh, there to give out to congregation. They, they take them down into Houston and give people uh, Walmart gift cards, Visa gift cards, so they can go buy new clothing, school supplies, food, go to Home Depot, and, and restart rebuilding their homes. So it's a wonderful thing. Somebodycares.org, somebodycares.org. Make sure you check them out during the breaks or after the show. Somebodycares.org. Get involved in helping your neighbors in Texas recover starting today. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangen. We'll be right back as we talk about transforming Labor Day in our country. Now it's time for the I Work For Him book highlight segment brought to you by MTL Magazine, the women's magazine designed to bring more to your life. In the fall edition of MTL Magazine, you will go behind the humor with the queen of clean, Shonda Pierce. Find words of encouragement for dealing with change, thoughts on perseverance, and practical ideas for dealing with kids going back to school. MTL is packed full of tips and articles from new voices, your favorite Christian artists, authors, and performers. Go to mtlmagazine.com and subscribe today. Promo code MTL. I work for him. Now, Jim, let's hear today's title. Hey, our title for today is from an often contributor to I Work For Him called, the book is called The Hike, The Missing Link to Transformational Leadership. Ford Taylor, who is on the show with us today, wrote this book. Ford, I, I got to tell you, I really enjoyed this I just really enjoyed your book. I mean, I, I, I haven't finished the transformational leadership training, but I did finish the book. Why don't you tell our audience what the hike is all about? Well, first of all, let's give credit where credit is due. Denise Stasi 
who is the co-author, but she is the writer. I tell Jim, uh, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm a talker, not a writer. So she actually put the ink to the book. But it's a it's a story. It's written in the form of a parable. Uh, the first chapter is called The Suicidal CEO, uh, but about a man who goes on a four-day hike. And on this hike, he learns the basic principles and tools that we teach in transformational leadership. And he goes back home from that hike, and his life has changed forever. So it's written as a parable, but there's eight characters in it. And basically, at some point in my life, I've been all eight of those characters. It really is a great book, a great read. Not re- It doesn't read like most parables where you can tell they're trying to get a point across. This actually reads like a story that gets the point across. I'd love to put a copy of The Hike in your hands, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. All right, we started off the Monday show a little bit untraditionally talking about current events, but I really want you guys to get a chance to get involved because no matter when you're listening to this show, somebodycares.org, somebodycares.org will still be doing ministry in Houston, Texas, and around there. And you can get involved by helping support the ministry they're doing there. There are seven-plus million people impacted by the storm to date. Hurricane Harvey is what we're talking about. There are going to be billions of dollars needed. And really, $10, $100 will help hugely for these families just trying to get fresh clothes and water. Some of these families are going to lose everything. Check out somebodycares.org, somebodycares.org. All right, Ford. We're talking today about Labor Day, what, we're, and we're talking about turning it upside down. What's Labor Day for, and, and how do you want us to be celebrating it? Well, you know, it's interesting, Jim. In the 1800s, you know, one state started celebrating Labor Day to honor the workers of their state. Uh, and then a few years later, a few more states, and then in the late 1890s, the government did. And so they basically were honoring the workers of America for what they do for America. Uh, It's interesting that now there's this workplace movement, as we call it, that the church, I think, is starting to now understand the importance of the workers of America. And if we can honor those Christian workers and get them to understand, uh, you know, as we've talked about, the, the lay person comment, for example, but to get those workers to understand that all they do is worship Everything is worship. It's not a Sunday morning thing, but it's what they do all day, every day, that that their job's important, not just to do ministry, but it's also important to the economy. And so if we could really get our workers, our Christian, our churches to understand that, we could turn that day and the whole year upside down. And, you know, and what's so cool about celebrating the labor that God has given us and each one of us, Ford, you know, and we got we have four of us on the show today. We have Ford and Kathy and Jeff and myself on the show. Each one of us different giftings. Each one of us has different talents and abilities. And yet God did that on purpose because he didn't make a bunch of clones. We're not a big clone army. We're not all wearing white suits and marching in step. God gave some people the ability to work with their hands, some people the ability to work with their minds, some people the ability to work with their hands and their minds, some people that he gave strong bodies to, some people he gave weak bodies to, but he he gave us the work to worship him with that. And Kathy, as, as a Labor Day initiative, as part of the Love 2020 Workplace Initiative, we're turning Labor Day upside down, but let's talk about the Love 2020 initiative because that's what this is all about. We're trying to turn our country upside down. We really, I love what Ford says, what we, everything we do is worship. 
and everything that we do matters. And God placed us in our neighborhoods and in our workplace and our churches uh, uh, for such a time as this, for the people around us, for His kingdom come will be done. And so to really stop and think about being a pastor at your workplace, that, that we all go out, we all make disciples, we're all salt and light. It's not even that we um, just invite people to come to church and then hand it off to our pastor and be like, okay, you take it from here. But but really having that live it out precursor lifestyle. And and so um, knowing that as a pastor, you can commission your congregation to go do that, to, to say, uh, we're not going to leave it here at the doorstep of the church. Uh, you know, don't leave it in the pew like a Bible and walk away, but take it with you and go and do it. And, and that's why I was like, hey, I've got the perfect pastor for us to invite on the show today because our friend Jeff Knoll has been doing this with this congregation and he equips them, encourages them, and sends them out every Sunday and says, go do it, see you next Sunday. So I was excited about that. Well, before we get to Jeff, Kathy, just one more question. How do people get signed up to join the Love 2020 movement? How do people get connected to what's going to transform our country by bringing an authentic touch of Jesus to every worker in the workplace by 2020? Exactly. Just go to our website, love2020.com. Take a look. We have all kinds of resources and information there. But if you click the join button, you can let us know what God's put on your heart. I think we talked uh, uh, last time I was on the show that God had just really put it on my heart that if something moves your heart, it should move your hands and feet too. And so let us know what's moved your heart. Which one of these 40 affinity spheres do you want to be involved with? And uh, we'll get you connected. Mm, I love that. Check it out. Love2020.com. And check out, if you want to find out more about the Labor Day Initiative, go to love2020workplace.com. Love2020workplace.com. All right, Pastor Jeff Knoll from Grace Heartland Church in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. I think I got all that right this time. All right. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a pastor. What Kathy just said is so true because I know I was guilty of it. She said that most of us are used to saying, hey, pastor, here's somebody that I work with in my workplace. I, I, here's their phone number. Could you call them and tell them about Jesus and then pass on the ministry to you, the pastor? And that's broken and that's wrong. How are you fixing that at Grace Heartland Church? Well, uh, that's that's funny because I think of the times that I've had people say that to me, and um, they usually get a response they weren't expecting. Uh, but <laughs> and uh, but I you know um, it, part of it is just teaching, part of it is understanding that as a pastor, um, you know we really need to take seriously Paul's teaching in Ephesians four twelve, which uh, which is we are here to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry and. You know, those roots began with me all the way back in Bible college when I was challenged um, to uh, create a, a palm, a philosophy of ministry. And uh, I just remember sitting there pouring over Ephesians 4, and that verse hit me like a ton of bricks. And, you know, I'm a preacher's kid, and I just kind of grew up with the traditional understanding that, you know, the preacher does the work, that the, that the pastoral staff is the one who's paid to do the ministry. And I just remember sitting there, and it was like the Holy Spirit said, you know, Jeff, this is what your ministry is. Your ministry as a leader is to train the people to do the ministry. And that began really the transformation in my own mind and heart that, that then began to just work itself out in the ministries that I've been involved with. And, 
I've mainly uh, been involved with two uh, two full-time uh, senior pastor ministries, and in both of those, we've just made it very clear. In one, we actually had that in our vision statement that every member was a minister at First Christian Church, where wow. where I was serving in Illinois, and and then we just developed that philosophy. But the church where I currently serve. Um, it's just an ongoing philosophy of teaching that people understand that um, we are all called to ministry, uh, not just the pastors. And it's just a basic understanding that we try to convey from the pulpit. And uh, everyone that's on our pastoral staff gets it and understands that, uh, elders as well, that that we are here um, as the, the 20% uh, call, to call the 80% to do the ministry so that in the end we have a hundred percent hopefully involved in ministry and um you know those are kind of our marching orders but a lot of it i i think jim just begins with that basic understanding of pastors realizing hey you are not paid to do the ministry you are called to do ministry with the church and you have got to teach people that they are called they are called just as much as you are called and um, it's it's part of our joint ministry to do it together. And so, well, I, I think me, that's the roots of it. So well, let me ask you this question. Okay, so when somebody new comes and visits Grace Heartland Church in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and they walk through the doors and they hear you say those things, mm-hmm. it's got to just rock their world. It's got to it, – it's – what kind of responses do you get from visitors? Um, it it does do that, and uh, but that, I think, has been one of the things that people have, um, when I listen to what people say about why they come here and why they stay here, um, is often because um, they say, we, we appreciate the fact that you speak the truth of what Scripture actually says. And so when they see that, that it's not my idea, it's not, you know, Jeff's idea, it's, it's the truth of what Scripture very plainly says, um, they either run away from that or they run to it. And quite honestly, the vast majority of them run to it. Uh, I, I just, I feel like we're in this, in the time of our culture right now where people are tired of the slick and, you know, they want real, they want genuine. And what they see in this is an opportunity that, hey, I matter here. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I can be involved in something that matters. And I actually get to be a part of what Jesus is doing all over the earth. And Ford, this is something that you've been you've been praying for and working with in Cincinnati and all over the country in, in helping pastors to understand us. How encouraging is it for you to hear Jeff Knoll's heart? Uh, you tell Ford? me. <laughs> you tell me, Jim. Well, it's got to be incredible. Time hear, every time I hear a pastor talk this way. It literally pricks a spot in my heart. I keep asking God, "Would you, would you quit making that happen?" Uh, but Jeff, thank you. What you, what you're saying and doing, you have no idea how encouraging that is to your congregation and to all the listeners on this radio station. So, Jim, you know what it does to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing. I knew Ford was crying. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Ford. I didn't know that. But I appreciate your sentiment towards it because it is moving. It makes me want to move to Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and get involved. I love that. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon as we've got on the line with us today, Kathy Branzell from Mission America Love 2020. We've got Ford Taylor on from Transformational Leadership, and we've got Pastor Jeff Knoll. He's the pastor. 
pastor of Grace Heartland Church in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Kathy, before we get back to our conversation about turning our country upside down as we look at Labor Day, let's just take a second and talk about Houston again. You've got an organization that is out there and prepared to do ministry in Houston because they're based out of Houston. Talk about how this, how we can get involved and help support that ministry and their work in Houston, Texas. Yeah, I'd like to encourage um, all of our listeners to go to somebodycares.org. Um, this ministry has been around for a really long time. Our friend Doug Stringer is the head of Somebody Cares. Many of you have probably heard of Doug, read his books, um, but he has been out there in compassion ministry in Houston uh, for several decades now, and they go all over the world um, for disaster relief, and now here it is in their own backyard. And so uh, people have already been mobilized. Their boots are already on the ground. They have um, reputable uh, relationships and connections there. And so, if you know, there's sadly, we saw this happen with Katrina. We see this happen every time there's a disaster that all of these faults organizations pop up and start scamming and we just want to let you know about somebody that served with us um, serves with us right now and has been around for a long time and lives right there in houston so somebodycares.org i just love to encourage everybody this is an organization that will touch the people on the ground and if you know somebody in houston reach out to them if you can get a hold of them, but be praying for them for sure because as labor day comes up on us just a week from today there are millions of people who won't be able to go back to work because the highways will still probably be flooded. Their businesses will be flooded. This is going to send an impact across the country from fuel prices to shortages of fresh water. I mean, there's all kinds of things. This is a big, big, big storm, and it's not done yet. It's not done. And we need to be praying for all of the people being impacted. And as Pastor Jeff Knoll prayed earlier on the show, I pray that this storm dissipates. I don't want it to go back in the Gulf and then head east. That I would like it to not do. We can just have it just dissipate. That would be much better. I'd rather not have to have 30 inches where I live. That would be much better. But we do need, we can make an announcement. The drought in southeast Texas is over. Mm. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> well, we got to find one. You're a genius. Yeah, no, I'm a genius. Okay, so Kathy, tell <laughs> tell me why you get so excited about this Labor Day initiative, but what's going on with Love 2020 and the look at la- the Labor Day initiative, which was which was sponsored by the workplace, you know, uh, uh, affinity sphere Here. within Love 2020. Talk about what makes you so excited about it. Yeah, and and you know, just I mean, right before we went to the break, I when I said I knew Ford was crying, because I know his heart, and just as part of our workplace sphere, he works day and night to get this message out there that every Christian matters. You know, we we wander around hoping to bump into purpose when we've been um, pursued by it. Jesus has authored our days. We were born with purpose, and we think somehow, oh, well, after I retire, then I'll go into ministry. And it's like, no, 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 no. Right now, where you are, what you're doing, you're in ministry. God needed you to contribute. And, you know, some of us, you were talking earlier, um, but some of us are, are good at math. And some of us are good at writing, and some of us are good at teaching, and some of us are willing to lay down our life um, in the military, and on and on it goes. And God 
wanted and needed you there for Kingdom Come Will Be Done. So I'm so excited about this. And also what it does is we're continuing to talk about this prayer, care, share lifestyle. So you get commissioned and reminded and equipped for this on Labor Day Sunday on the 3rd, but then you go out and you live it every day. And and just a reminder, we've got the 40 Days of Love coming up. We've been talking to uh, all of you about that. 40 Days of Love starting September 20th. Well, I just love that the workplace sphere is jumping ahead, and they'll already be going at it with Prayer Care Share uh, right there in their workplace and getting the jump on all of us with the 40 Days of Love. And you invited Pastor Jeff Knoll from Grace Heartland Church in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, to join us today. Kathy, what was it about Pastor Mm -hmm. Jeff Knoll that you said, he's got to be on the show today? I have known Jeff for almost 18 years. We've done prayer ministry together uh, with the National Prayer Committee and National Day of Prayer. And he just has a pastor's heart that is so humble and loves his congregation, loves the church, the Big C Church. There is uh, nothing competitive. Uh, when it comes to church and Christianity about him, you know, he he's that blow-your-mind pastor that when he finds out that there's another church moving into his city instead of getting his feathers ruffled that they're coming in on his turf, he picks up the phone and he calls the pastor coming in and says, how can we serve you? His social media says, let's all welcome, you know, blah, 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 church moving into our community you know, coming to serve together. And and it's just that heart and knowing that he believes with all his heart that every person sitting in the pew is purposed for ministry, um, and it's not all about him, that I just knew he would be the perfect person to make Ford Taylor cry today. <laughs> well, and, and that's what this is all about. No, but but I understand Ford's sentiment. And, and Jeff, y- yep. you move me too, but I have to control my emotions because I'm supposed to host this thing. But I got to tell you, if there was a pastor here in Tampa Bay that, that I knew of, and I'm sure there are some but that I knew of that understood what you understand, Man, I'd do everything I can to get him to plant the church here on the beaches because I live in an area, 11-mile-long island, barrier island, that has 200-plus thousand people on it and not a single evangelical church in, in 11 miles either direction. And there's there's nothing. And, and nobody's talking like you're talking. And so I love it. Thank you so much for having a passion for the rest of us that aren't in pulpit ministry. Jeff, how did you mention, well, just remind, we've got lots of people tuning in after the bottom of the half hour. Tell us how the Lord moved you this to this realization that it wasn't just your job to do ministry in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Well, a lot of it, Jim, has to do with what the actual focus is. And when we begin to realize that other churches are not our competition, they're our teammates, we all, uh, they're not our enemy, we all have the same enemy. And, you know, no army uh, goes into a battle fighting with itself. If they do, they're done. They're lost. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we and we've lost. As Christ followers, we've lost a lot of battles in this country. Yeah, absolutely. And and part of it, too, is also, and, and this is what really began over the years to change my heart, is to, to come back to a biblical understanding that, that the church is not a place, it's a movement. Mm-hmm. And when I really began to look at the, uh, the actual numbers of who was involved in ministry at the church, what staggered me was to realize that the vast majority of people who were doing ministry, that ministry was happening on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night within the walls of the church. And that's, that's horrible. I mean, yes, there are ministries that need to happen within the church, but it really began, uh, it was another move of the Spirit in my heart to say, you know, Jeff, you, you, 
you need to understand ministry does not happen in the church. It happens from the church. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the word church itself, and, and I, you know, it, it's, it's caused confusion because it's a, you know, it's a transliteration of the German word Kirche, which actually means place. And the irony of that is, is that the word that is oftentimes translated church in the Bible is the Greek word ekklesia. And that's the last thing. Ekklesia does not mean place. It means movement. Mm. It, it means uh, people who are called out. The, everyone, the body of Christ is called out. No one's called in. We're all called out. And, uh, yeah, but we and, created and so, these things called sanctuaries. Jeff. Correct. Say, and which became, yeah, in the movement of the, of the uh, as the church building became a thing, um, we lost our focus and we became a place. And matter of fact, our entire theme next year is just the word movement, to reinstill in the heart of our people that we are a movement, we're not a place. We, we come to a place to be empowered, equipped, trained, um, and, but then to go out so that every day, every, every day, they don't go to work. They uh, they fulfill their calling. When when you when you get up in the morning, you're not going to work. You're fulfilling your calling, uh, in the same way that you know. And and that that's that's the thing that has to change. People's heart has to change. It starts with pastors. It starts with pastoral staff. It changes in the way that we teach and preach. And and that's going to be the thing that will translate into a body of believers who realize, man, we cannot, we have to embrace other congregations because if, if Christ's goal is for every man, woman, and child within our community to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus, we need life-giving churches all over this city, and we need to come together to work together on it, not, uh, not compete with each other. Really quick, Jeff, how often do you bring people, you know, the people that have all these different spiritual gifts in your in your congregation, how often do you give them a chance to share on their stage about how the Lord is working in their work? You know, that's something that, um, well, yesterday we did, we, we try to do interviews uh, with different ministries and missions that we support, and some of those missions are ones like, for instance, uh, yesterday we brought up one of our, uh, one of our leaders uh, who oversees what we call Grace Unleashed, and um, it's I'm going to ask you to hold that story. We'll be right back with more on Turning Upside Down Labor Day. And we've got Pastor Jeff Knoll, a pastor of a church in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, who helps his congregation each and every week to understand that their work matters to God and that it's ministry. We've got Kathy Branzell from Mission America Love 2020, and she's talking about how we're going to use that ministry to bring an authentic touch of Jesus Christ to every person in the workplace by 2020. And we've got Ford Taylor with Transformational Leadership on the air. He is helping transform leaders to be authentic and vulnerable and powerful in their position by really allowing Christ to heal the inside and then lead others to that same kind of healing from within because that's truly transformational leadership. Jeff, I apologize. Interrupted you. I'd ask you a great question. I didn't tell you really, really quick. You you talk about how you are really working on helping people to understand that their workplace is their ministry place. And I asked you, do you get do you allow people to share their testimonies about God working in the, moving and working in their workplace? Do you allow that to happen from the stage so that other people can be inspired? 
Yeah, we do. And like I say, we have uh, testimonies. We will bring people up, and not really testimonies, but we do interviews with them. On um, And basically with every person we interview, and we do the same thing with missionaries that come from overseas, with missionaries that are local, and our own people involved in ministry in the community, for instance, the Crisis Pregnancy Center and mission efforts um, that are here, you know, in the community or wherever going to help people. And we just bring them up and say, you know, what's the ministry you're involved in? How long have you been doing it? Um, what's different about, you know, why things are because you've been doing that ministry? Um, which my friend Russ Branzell uh, taught me was a great question to ask people involved in ministry. You know, what's what's that? Not not so much what are you doing, but uh, but what's different now because you've been doing that ministry? And then last, we ask, how can we pray for you? And um, in about five minutes, we get the heart of what the ministry is, and we get a chance to pray for them and, uh, you know, just commission them back into that. And it's been a great way to educate our people that, um, you know, we all are important, and they see their own people up there, people that they, you know, they work with, they hang out with, and, and they get to hear about the ministries that are changing that's lives. A, that's amazing. Ford Taylor, I'd like you to cast some vision right now for our nation. You know, in your own words, how would you like this Labor Day initiative to touch Christ followers out there on, on how they interact with their workplace, their ministry place, their families, their communities? Dream for us. Cast that vision. You know, Jim, I'm going to cast it by sharing just real quickly. When I was 17 years old, I narrowed down going to school at Texas A&M or seminary. And said to God, if you want me to go to Texas A&M, make this happen. And that's where I went. And when I was 33, I had that unction again and about being a pastor. And I talked with my pastor both times. And both times they said, why would you go do what it is I shared with them? And then when I was 41, it happened again. And this time I had a pastor when I shared it with him. He got it. And so all those years I was in conflict between a businessman and pastor, because I knew I was called to be a pastor, but I also knew I was called to be a businessman. And that conflict just stayed. But this time when I shared it with my pastor, I had been spiritual gifts pastor at our church. I'd been the prayer leader. I'd preached once a month for 13 months when our pastor left and we had an interim need. Yet when I shared all this with him this time, as I was stepping out of all those roles, my pastor said, okay, now... I want to ordain you as a pastor. I want to commission you as a pastor to leave the church. Now, I stayed in the church, of course. And, and when that happened, the, the complete light bulb, you know, it came on. And, and, I, and I, I want to see that happen all over our country and all over the world. Wow. For pastors, you know, pulpit pastors, church pastors, but that light bulb comes on, and, and they see those business people, those classroom school teachers, those taxi cab drivers, that they really truly see that their job is to cast a vision, just like Jeff just cast for his people, and then to serve those people to teach, train, equip them, and empower them to be able to go out and, and be that minister while they're driving a taxi, to be that pastor while they're managing a division of a company, to, to be that in a classroom, to be it while they're doing their emails, while they're being a mom, a dad, and to really commission them, I mean fully, ordain them, commission them, put the tag on them, let them know that when you're out there that this is the lifestyle you're supposed to live. It's not go to the worship service on Sunday morning and then leave and then go be a heathen the rest of the week, that they launch their people and they empower them and let go and they evaluate how are they doing as that in what we call the workplace or the marketplace, you know, government officials, 
you know, Christians that really were equipped to know that, that as the governor, maybe even a president one day, that knew that they truly were the shepherd of the country, not the thumb on the country, but they were the shepherd. You know, they were the minister. Mm-hmm. What would happen if we had government officials and classroom teachers and business people? Remember, there's 93% of us get a vocational income out doing other things, and 3% get it as full-time pulpit pastors or, or traditional missionaries. And like Jeff said, what if those 3%, as he gets them to work together, what if the 3 and the 97 came together? And we truly understand that all of our roles together was to evangelize and make disciples and feed the hungry, house the homeless, take care of the orphan and the widow, to pray and fast without recognition, to really be instruments of love and grace, of mercy and truth, of justice and righteousness. See, the church would no longer be divided about things like pornography and sex trade. We would see that they're so related, abortion and adoption. See, without one, you got to have them both. And the church wouldn't be divided on those things because they would see clearly that it's, it's all of our roles to come together. And if we really did, a lot of the things that the government does, they wouldn't have to do because we would know that that's our role. So, yeah, once we really get the message that all of us are shepherds, all of us are ministers, all of us are pastors, and we start acting in that way, the way God designed it, in our workplace, the economy changes, the work, the workplace changes, the home changes, and the leadership crisis goes away, and we have the impact that God wants us to have. Wow, that's powerful. I love that. Kathy Branzell, you dream for us. You are in your position with Mission America, the Love 2020 movement, bringing an authentic touch of Jesus Christ to every person in America. And we focus on the workplace here in the show. So every person in the workplace in America by 2020, imagine that we're able to get this message across the nation. Maybe using I work for him, maybe using other radio shows. Every time I find out about one, I try to get on it and talk to people about the same thing. Talk to me about your vision for America and how you take what Ford has said and Jeff has said, and we get this and we succeed. What does our country look like? Uh, I think about every Christ follower waking up in the morning and realizing that they are um, that they bring hope and they bring help to their nation, not that they just have to survive these days. I mean, right now we're kind of living in between hatred and a hurricane, and and that we, in the authority and the love of Jesus Christ, get up every morning, and we are the voice and the hands and the feet and the love and the affection and the appreciation of Jesus in our workplace, in our neighborhood, in our home. Imagine what America would look like if you got up every morning and realized that you were Jesus at work, that you realized that you had the power in you through the Holy Spirit to change this nation, that there could be an entire attitude shift, that you could influence hope, that you could influence love, that you could influence wisdom. And, and the change, the shift that would take place, and even how churches would fill up uh, on Sundays and Wednesday nights and, and when you have small groups, because there would be this need to see the church as a filling station, not a parking lot, where right. we just go and sit and rest and turn off our ignition, but that there's a filling that happens, a maintenance that happens, um, joy you know, uh, restored, and this equipping and encouraging that happens, and then you race back out into the world to be that Christ follower and share the love and message of Jesus Christ. 
that's exciting. It is exciting. And when you just said that we're between a hurricane and hate, I almost wonder, the Lord just got sick and tired of the nonsense of the hate that is being constantly talked about in the media mm-hmm. and said, ha, I'm going to I'm gonna bypass your ridiculous media and we're going to bring a hurricane mm-hmm. in so all you can talk about this and uh, the hurricane will unite our country to meet right. the needs of those people in Texas and Louisiana, probably down the road, that this is something the Lord said, no, I'm going to outdo the news media. I'm doing it right now. We're going to bring together our country. We're going to unite this country around ministering to those people that have been taken out by Hurricane Harvey. Right. I, I think, we needed I think a the, refocus. This absolutely. is not a time for people to be mad at God. You know, God did not uh, bring this to cause people harm. He He causes it for His good and His kingdom. And so look for the opportunities. Where is my opportunity to love? Where is my opportunity to grow? Where is my opportunity to depend on Him? This comes from a person that had cancer for 14 years. You know, and I lived in Florida, and we ran from our hurricanes. Disaster hits all of us, and that is not a time to shake your fist at God and be angry, but to open your arms and say, now how do I serve you well? Grow me in this opportunity that you've given. Very well said. Pastor Jeff Knoll, Ford Taylor. Kathy Branzell, thank you so much for blessing our audience today, for being part of our work for him today, for being great supporters. Go out there, do incredible work. Ford, we're praying for Texas, but thank you three for being on today. Absolutely. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. You're you've, been li- you've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Let's just all keep in mind every day, I work for him.